podcast informs listeners that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed solely belong to the host and not necessarily to their employer or any other group of individuals. It is not a research report. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. It is for informational purposes only and should not be construed otherwise. It's August 2, 2021, and you're watching me, Nikki Yu, also known as Faces Trader for the Awesome 10X Global Market Update. We begin with the earnings call of Square. Square is reporting their numbers tonight, August 2, 5 a.m., so 5 p.m., uh, before the U.S. time. Let's read the news uh, from their uh, investors, uh, investors' relations. So Square is announcing plans to acquire Afterpay strengthening, enabling further integration between its seller and cash app ecosystems. Let's read that, uh, that news first. They want to bring together two of the fastest growing global fintech companies advancing the shared mission of economic empowerment and financial inclusion. Square and Afterpay, Afterpay is Australia's biggest buy now, pay later company. They're going to enter into a scheme implementation deed uh, under which Square has agreed to buy all of the issued shares in Afterpay by way of a recommended court-approved scheme of arrangement. The, tra- the transaction has an implied value of approximately $29 billion or $39 billion Aussie based on the closing price of Square's common stock on July 30, 2021. It is expected to be paid in all of stock. The acquisition aims to enable the companies to deliver compelling financial products and services, expanding access to more consumers, driving incremental revenue for merchants of all sizes, closing of the transaction expected first quarter of 2022. This is subject to satisfaction of certain closing conditions outlined below. Square and Afterpay have a shared purpose. Building our businesses makes the financial system more fair, accessible, and inclusive. Afterpay has built a trusted brand aligned with almost all of those principles. Together, we are better able to connect our cash app and seller ecosystem, delivering even more compelling products and services for merchants and consumers, putting the power back in their hands. Afterpay is the pioneering global BNTL, buy now, play later platform. It will accelerate Square's strategic priorities for its seller and cash app ecosystem. Planning to integrate Afterpay into the existing seller and cash-up business units will enable even the smallest of merchants to offer buy now, pay later at checkout, given Afterpay's consumers the ability to manage their installment payments directly in cash-up, giving cash-up customers the ability to discover merchants and buy now, pay later offers directly within the app. This is actually very disruptive to a firm in Apple Pay. Take note that the firm partnered with Shopify is a direct onslaught of that theme. Buy Now, Pay Later has been a powerful growth tool for sellers globally, said Alisa Henry, lead of Square's seller business. We are thrilled to not only add this product to our seller ecosystem, but to do it with a trusted and innovative team. The addition of Afterpay to Cash App will strengthen our growing networks of consumers around the world. Afterpay will help deepen, reinforce those connections between the cash app and seller ecosystem, enabling us to offer a rich suite of commerce capabilities to cash app customers. So far, they have Afterpay has served more than 16 million consumers, nearly 100,000 merchants globally. 
after base deeply committed to, to help people spend responsibly without incurring service fees for those who pay on time, interest, or revolving debt, and supports consumers in a number of countries across Asia Pacific, North America, and Europe, including its ClearPlay brand. ClearPay brand. So this is actually a direct assault versus Visa and MasterCard. For Square, Buy Now, Pay Later represents an attractive opportunity supported by shifting consumer preferences away from traditional credit. They're talking about credit cards like Visa and MasterCard, especially among younger consumers. Consistent demand from merchants to grow their sales, global growth, and omni-channel commerce combined Square and Afterpay's complementary businesses will represent an opportunity to deliver growth and across multiple strategic levers, including enhancing both seller and cash-up ecosystems, bringing added value differentiation and scale to Afterpay, driving long-term growth with meaningful revenue synergy opportunities. This is a very important conference call tonight. Watch um, the conference call later. That's going to be 5 a.m. Pacific Time, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 p.m. Australian Time, August 2. That's essentially... I think 10 p.m. Australian time is about 9 p.m. Philippine time. So that's about uh, later. Okay. Square has also uh, agreed to allow all the Afterpay shareholders of Australia to trade share squares via the chest depository interest. And um, it's uh, eligible for direct index inclusion in Australia. Okay. So let's see. Based on the Square's closing price of $248 and approximately $126 Aussie per Afterpay share, this is an approximate 30% premium to Afterpay's latest closing price of $96.66 Aussie. All right, so um, let's go through the numbers of Square's first quarter 2021. This is um, the Square Investor presentation. Let's just start it again on why Square is a winner and why this deal is a win it's a win-win for all the investors of Square and Afterpay. You could see that investors of Square have been uh, quite positive on cryptocurrencies, peer-to-peer -peer Bitcoin. Jack Dorsey has been very much happy to help the world, especially the unbacked. They're growing two significant ecosystems. Primarily, Square is for the merchants, point of sale, payroll, managed payments, customer relationship management, business banking, developer platform, key management, online hardware. Now these merchants with Afterpay is going to help those point of sale become easier and better. Now this is Cash App. Cash App is for the retail ecosystem. Peer-to-peer -peer for Bitcoin, cross-border, Bitcoin, stocks, boost, cash card, direct deposit. So you're seeing that Square is doing what Robinhood is doing for stocks, which makes it tremendously undervalued. Strong growth at scale, 50% five-year CAGR since 2015. This is the seller's gross profit, and this is Cash App's gross profit. Indeed, Cash App went from nowhere in 2017 to as much as $1.2 billion business in itself. Ultimately, Cash App is growing way faster than most people expected and is expected to grow even further. Addressing significant market opportunities, sellers $100 billion, individuals $60 billion, with a significant runway to grow shares in each ecosystem, with only less than 3% penetration rate in the seller ecosystem, Square's seller system, and less than 3% penetration on a $60 billion opportunity, another 5x, 10x move for the next 10 years. Total addressable market, 
says that the solar ecosystem is representing an $85 billion in the U.S. alone. You've got 20 million businesses with a $6 trillion gross receipt and an $85 billion U.S. TAM opportunity. The seller ecosystem is $39 billion transaction profit, $30 billion software, $12 billion square capital, $5 billion financial services. On that greater than $100 billion opportunity in square selling transaction alone, the medium-term incremental profit in international, prof in international markets is $16 billion with new products and use cases. Long-term, of course, is new markets and expanding their further up-market. Significant opportunities in serving larger sellers. You could see that the U.S. sellers is hitting more than five, uh, 15 million micro enterprises. The small and medium business sizes are about 2.7 million merchants. The mid-market is 800,000 to 40,000 in the 20 million to 100 million dollar scale of size. And additional areas of focus will go beyond the microfinance entrepreneurs. With gross sales hitting about $3 trillion or $1 trillion, the mid-market size. The cash app ecosystem is a large opportunity in consumer financial services in itself. This is in direct opposition with PayPal's Venmo and SoFi. So the cash app ecosystem is $4 trillion in sending, $2 trillion in spending, $3 trillion in investing. It is a direct assault on Coinbase, on Robinhood. So you've got Square's cash up ecosystem, a big disruptor even against your interactive brokers and Charles Schwab. Cash up ecosystem is representing a $60 billion revenue opportunity in the U.S. alone. $20 billion sending, $41 billion spending, $2 billion investing in a single year. With multiple vectors of future growth, this greater than $60 billion cash-up revenue opportunity today has multiple products and use cases. Multiple differentiators, differentiators across the seller and cash-up ecosystem. Strong aspirational brand with word of mouth, remarkable product with rapid development and improvement, elegant design to enable self-serve experiences, integrated and scalable tech platforms, scaled acquisition with strong returns on investment, ability to drive higher engagement and graduate the customers to broader ecosystem of products, greater adoption rate. The seller ecosystem is already built with a unique ecosystem of products and services. Access to funds, the instant deposit in the Square card, the payroll, the financing. Square is roughly gaining more traction rather than your PayPal Venmo and greater than your Apple. I mean, I guess in terms of growth because they started with a small base. Manage payments in person and online. Hardware, risk management and dispute. Point of sale business tools. Square's point of sale, customers' marketing, loyalty, gift cards, employee tracking and reporting, e-commerce, Square's online store, vertical-specific software, helping appointments, virtual terminals, invoices, retail, Square for retail, food and drink, Square for restaurants. In fact, I'd say that the biggest competition of Square could be Stripe, which hasn't listed yet. Platform integration and customization tools. Payments, API integrations for e-commerce API, commerce APIs and integrations, partner app marketplace. 
Let's go further. Um, evolving mix to software integrated payments and financial services. Sidecar payments, software and integrated payments, capital, instant transfer, and square card. Um, a bulk of their majority is sidecar payments. Although the rest is growing further and further. Square is a platform for all the developers to meet all the sellers' needs. For e-commerce, they are integrated on websites for Wix e-commerce, Magento e-commerce, WooCommerce, GoDaddy e-commerce. For third-party apps, Square is integrated with QuickBooks, TouchPro, TouchBistro, Postmates, MailChimp. In-house, they're integrating into a seller's special POS to accept payments. Phil's Coffee, Hampton Jitney, Laser Away, The Real Real, Luxury Fashion. Scalable go-to-market strategy, they are leading a strong brand with a high net promoter score of 65, meaning the sellers are recommending their services to others. They do a direct and scalable marketing channels, acquisition and supporting large sellers with thousands of retail store distribution and third-party developer partners and machine learning as the underpinning engine. Why are the sellers winning? Difficult to copy and at scale. Breadth of managed payments, managing the entire payment life cycle. Omni-channel capabilities, open platform, growth. So far in the first quarter 2021, they're up 32% year over year with $468 million in gross profit. Their profit have exceeded their initial sales and marketing in the last four quarters with $33 million in cumulative gross profit in just the last four quarters in 2016, Q1 2015, 2016. So they have continued to grow this thereafter, which shows to you that all of those is cumulative profits. This quarter is about three, uh, $400 million. Efficient paybacks and positive retention have driven strong customer lifetime value and return on investment. So the return on investment since the quarters, 16 quarters, was six times already in just um, 16 quarters or just four years. So maintaining a payback period, even if we have been growing large sellers, so payback period has been tremendously fast. Growing gross profit value from large sellers also growing. Strong gross profit retention has led to recurring revenue streams. Positive gross profit retention for every cohort from 2012 to 2019. Cash App ecosystem, why is it a winner? Strong network effects. So far, more than 36 million monthly customers are transacting greater than 15x per month on average. That tells you that if these Cash App customers specifically will use that Cash App to just buy stocks, that's already 50% larger than Robinhood. So engagement, 10 million and 7 million weekly cash card activities on average in March, up nearly 200% year over year, transacting multiple times per week on average. The product velocity is very fast. They've got launch of cash card, direct deposit, ADM withdrawals, cross-border and buying and selling of both Bitcoin and fractional equities. They've got an efficient customer acquisition with just less than $5 acquisition cost for all of their active customers driven by peer-to-peer -peer payments, strong brand, and streamline of onboarding flow. They've got a healthy cohort economics, more than 130% gross profit retention for the last three years of annual cohorts with greater than six returns on investments over the last three years. And for the for this quarter alone, during first quarter, gross profit is $500 million, up 171% year over year. 
the revenue model of cash app revenue. You've got active customers, acquisition, retention, and winning back. And you've got a better revenue per customer on ARPU, product adoption, engagement, and monetization. They've got two uh, businesses inside. Revenue streams, sending, spending, investing. We've driven growth across a diversity of services and revenue streams. Our network of monthly transacting incentives has increased 10x over the past four years. For those who are seeing this movement, you are seeing in Square what happened to Tencent's WeChat Pay and Alibaba's and Financial's Alipay. So take a look. Profit exceeded acquisition spend in less than 12 months. So that's a huge ROI. And continue to grow thereafter. Right now, they're still growing. 50% CAGR. Efficient paybacks and positive retention. Cash App is even a better platform with a 16x return since launch of 2017. So um, strong gross profit retention has led to recurring revenue streams, greater than 130% gross profit retention for each annual cohort over the past three years. For those who have invested in Square, indeed you are tremendously rewarded. Square has started listing 2015 and has grown to about 250 or 25x since that launch in $10 here. So is it going to grow further, making all-time highs? The answer is yes. Is it going to be gap up later on after this announcement of Square's um, purchase of Afterpay? I think the answer is also yes. I'm not sure if it's going to gap up later on 10%, but if it isn't gap up 10%, you have an opportunity to buy Square later on with a business growing tremendously. So um, Square is, of course, a direct assault to companies like Visa, MasterCard, and also direct assault to Affirm, to uh, PayPal, and also to Robinhood, and so forth. SoFi is a competition, just in case. Okay, so Square is a $100 billion market cap. If you're seeing a company that can grow $200 billion market cap or $500 billion in the next 10 years with that tremendous growth, people can see Square hitting $1,000 within a decade. Okay, so um, let's go to another news bit to today. Uh, another news to discuss is Facebook. Um, this is a very good news uh, letter, Roundhill Investments, who are, of course, investing in esports all the, all the world round. Let's go through the Roundhill Roundup. Facebook is going all in on the metaverse. Yes, they've announced this from a, for a while, ever since they bought Oculus since 2014 for $2.3 billion. But in the recent quarterly conference call, Facebook dedicated 20 times a different product group all about the metaverse, the metaverse, the metaverse. Zuckerberg's vision is to build the succession to today's mobile internet, investing billions of dollars per year. In a recent interview with The Verge, the Facebook founder and CEO also praised the work of Roundhill partner Matthew Ball. This is that article, The Metaverse Primer, June 29, 2021, a framework for the metaverse. We will go through that later on. The take here is virtual reality has been part of Facebook since it bought Oculus. It wasn't until this week the company formally embraced the concept of the metaverse as its core future, their core product offering. There will be many winners in building out the metaverse, but Facebook's planned investments will be resulting in foundational technology infrastructure, allowing, allowing Facebook to play a critical role. It's alluding to its itself enterprise metaverse. They're joining the likes of NVIDIA, Roblox, Epic Games, and Unity, 
in coming to take part in contributing to the successor in today's internet. Um, to understand the potential of the metaverse, we would suggest reading Matthew Ball's work. This is Matthew Ball, the VC forward to the metaverse primer. So I first wrote about, so I'm just going to read it to you. I first wrote about the metaverse in 2018 and I overhauled my thinking in January 2020. The metaverse, what it is, where to find it, who will build it, and Fortnite. Since then, a lot has happened. COVID forced hundreds of millions into Zoom school and remote work. Roblox became one of the most popular entertainment experiences in history. Google Trends indexed on the phrase, the metaverse set a new hundred in March 2021. Against this baseline, use of the term never exceeded seven from January 2005 through to December 2020. With that in mind, well, in, are we in the metaverse? What does it need to grow? Is the metaverse here? First and foremost, when did the mobile internet era begin? Some would say it started with the first mobile phone. Others said it started with the commercial deployment of 2G, which was the first digital wireless network. On the introduction of wireless application protocol standard, which gave us WAP browsers and thus the ability to access a rather primitive version of most websites from nearly any dumb phone. It started with a BlackBerry 85X series, the first mainstream mobile device designed for on-the-go data. Most would say it's even the iPhone 2007, which came a decade after the very first BlackBerry, eight years after the WAP. Nearly two decades after 5G, 34 years after the first mobile phone call. In truth, there was never a flip. We can identify specific technology was created, tested, deployed, but not when a precise era occurred. This is because all technological change or technological changes, plural, all come together. The electric revolution, for instance, wasn't a single period of steady growth. It was separate waves of technology, industrial, and process-related transformation. The first wave began in 1881. Thomas Edison stood up electric power stations in Manhattan and London. Edison created the first working incandescent light, light bulb only two years earlier and was only one year into its commercial adoption, uh, commercialization. Adoption was very slow. 30 years after Edison's first station, less than 10% of mechan mechanical drive power in the U.S. came from electricity. But then suddenly, the second wave began. 1910 and 1920, electricity's share of mechanical drive quintupled to over 50%. In 1929, it stood 78%. The difference isn't because the first and second wave did not use electricity, but how much extent did it use it and designed around it? So, okay, this is a very good article. We're gonna, uh, I'm gonna just share it in my eToro, ah, sorry, my eToro, my Twitter account, my Twitter is at FacesTrader, but let's go to the metaverse. How should we think about the metaverse? When will it emerge? Let's go to the, to the frameworks here. So Tim Sweeney, Epic Games, of course, Fortnite maker, also said that um, the world's future is the metaverse. Um, you could go into portals, travel among user-run servers back when Unreal 1 was released in 1998. Even in October 1997, they've already been thinking about it. Only right now, 2021, we are poised to see that 10-year move happen. So what is expected on this? The sale and support of physical technologies and devices used to develop the metaverse. So you've got the virtual reality headsets, the haptic gloves, mobile phones. In this case, we're talking about NVIDIA. Immersion, AMD, Sony, Nintendo, Copen, Google, 
Google, Microsoft, Facebook, all of that. Wireless chipsets, Qualcomm, NVIDIA. Networking. Real-time connections, high bandwidth, networks, exchange centers. Again, we're talking about Microsoft's, Amazon's. Computing power, again, that is NVIDIA. Virtual platforms, we're talking about Roblox, Unity, Facebook. So, um, engage in economic activity, development of immersive, digital, and three-dimensional simulations. Interchange tools and standards, payments, uh, for that you've got blockchain, Bitcoin, uh, a lot of uh, digital payment uh, processes. Square would be one of that. Okay, uh, metaverse content, the design, creation, sale, resale of digital assets. You're seeing what's happening in non-fungible tokens, NFT, Ethereum contracts. Those are firmly uh, built specifically for the metaverse. Okay, so you'll note that the crypto is not a category. It is more of a byproduct and mostly a, an interchange tool. Metaverse is the core. Everything else is just um, a behavior. Payment services, hardware, compute, networking, virtual platforms, interchange tools and standards, content services, and assets. Okay, so um, this is a good article. So I guess you have to go through it. Search this one, Metaverse Primer by Matthew Ball. Okay, so just for the metaverse, let's go to the charts of Facebook. Facebook is hitting near all-time highs. Any dips is continually being bought. Metaverse is a um, trillion-dollar industry, and you're seeing Facebook all-time highs, $350. Let's take a look at Roblox. This is a company that you can still buy at $77, specifically because the monthly active users declined last quarter. It would be another quarter result this August. We are bullish on the trend that Roblox is going to continually grow. And a deeper drop here of 40% or 50% is more of an opportunity for us rather than... Uh, um, so we see this more of an opportunity. $78 all the way to $60, a good opportunity to get into Roblox. Unity, of course, powering all of the mobile games, um, a direct competition of Unreal Engine of Tim Sweeney, Epic Games. You're seeing Unity Software already trading at 107, already rebounded from 75. We do see some resistances here at 130 or 140. Dips, however, at 90 or 100 is continually being bought. Okay, so let's take a look if there are commentaries, no questions. Thank you for following and watching the Awesome 10X Global Market Update. See you again tomorrow. Great companies, great, um, great stocks to own. Bye.